0: This is Bruce. This is Trav.
1: And this is Jonathan.
0: Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of finding that there's actually 125 million platforms in the fringe system.
1: At least for right now. You can always change it if you want. Just turn the machine back on. Turn
0: it off and then back on again, yeah. Okay, welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. Uh, We, you know, are not an organ... Uh, or anything else for uh, TriTac games, but we have cer- certainly have produced a lot of content for TriTac games, uh, and Fringeworthy being one of the one- big ones. And we've talked somewhat about Portals 4, which was the very last Portals book that was produced by Richard DeHolka before his untimely demise. Uh, and uh, one of the things that's in it, uh, if you look on uh, page... What is pages? 13. It's, uh Thirteen. Uh, It has a number of statistics about the fringe paths. Now, you know, when we all started, you know, we uh, actually I was confused when we started. I thought that every uh, alternate was basically like, you know, had its own fringe path attached to it. So you know you 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 went through it and you and you basically came out another portal and you so basically it was like a big huge fuzzball and nobody could ever find their way around except by leaving breadcrumbs or something like that. Well, you know they they came up with a much more uh, easily conceptualized idea, which is what we call nodes, uh, which is where each uh, set of eight alternates of the prime uh, are connected, basically east and west by a road that goes to another. Uh, alternate platform that has eight more. And of course, those are alternates of of its, their uh, respective primes. And then of course, there's the system platforms and the star platforms and all that that are connected further out, all connected to the same node. Okay, the main connection between each node is that road for the east, east, right to the left or east to the west, whichever way you wanna look at it, you know, uh, from that alternate platform. So what, you know, uh, why does that matter? All right. Well, first of all, it's easy to conceive of. Yes, you know, so we can do simple numbering things, saying go out. You know, if left is negative and right is positive, you can say go d- go left. You know, negative three. It's three, three platforms over from Earth Prime, which is zero. Okay, and it's likewise plus is the other direction. So. Uh, and then from there, you can then say, and then if it, since it is a platform, it's got eight portals on it, then you can give a number of either one through eight, if you want to go numeric, or as I prefer, uh, give it a number like a clock face. So it'd be, you know, one, two, three, five, six, you know, seven, you know, uh, nine, 10, 11. So, you know, and with 12, of course, being the, the pathway that goes over to the um, uh, north, which would be be the system platform, and the south one goes to the prime, which has its own eight portals. So that 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 was my idea, and I promoted it a lot in uh, uh, quite a few years ago. So, uh, but if you go and look at the uh, at, at the portals books that were produced by TriTech, uh, they don't use that; they just use straight numbering one through eight. So you know, and and they don't number the. Uh, uh, they don't number the pathway portals, you know, which go between the various nodes and the various platforms, which is what I was trying to bring into the equation. So, again, why does this matter? Well, because as it turns out, uh, Earth is exact is is basically the directly opposite. If you think of the uh, the, the fringe system as one big giant circle, it is directly opposite of Tamalan Prime. You know we are essentially a backup for a particular piece of machinery for Tabella and Prime, which you become aware of if you read the uh, the Portals Four book. Um, and uh, but also uh, it was important because they uh, uh, sorted the French uh, the the worlds that were on the French Pass. We thought it was all random, but it turns out that the ones that are closest to Earth Prime. Are actually, you know, they have they're more human-like. They have more life on them. And as you keep going out further and further, they drop in in categories. So the first things what they call the uh, the 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 T prime or uh, or Earth prime, you know, and then you have what's called the inner, which are less Earth-like. So you're going to run into things like worlds where maybe the the atmosphere doesn't support human life. Or maybe it's uh, hotter, colder, you know, not quite in the Goldilocks zone. Okay, then you go uh, further out, you know, which is called the, uh, the middle, which are the lesser utility worlds. Utility worlds uh, were basically where they did manufacturing um, and they did a lot of processing and material for this ginormous commonwealth. That they had, and then the final one, which actually had the most worlds of all, was the outer ring, and they were mostly just minerals. Yeah, you know, they're basically airless worlds that were high in minerals.
1: Okay, big See. chunks of rock floating through space.
0: But they were, yeah. You know, but they were chosen specifically because they wanted to be able to harvest them mm-hmm. and bring those mi- minerals to the other worlds. So they were it, they were laid out in these clusters like this. Okay. Yeah, and be so like,
2: oh, this particular Earth the crust is particularly high in this mineral or this particular planet doesn't have a regular, uh, what is it, nitrogen-oxygen atmosphere, it happened to be methane. Well, we can use this methane atmosphere to power whatever, make whatever. Yeah, I'm seeing how they did that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and see, in, in the beginning, they had what we called the big system with this ginormous... You know, system that was able to teleport between dimensions in in realities, it, a whole you know, basically a whole um, Jupiter worth of methane, you know, yeah. and then process it. You know, it, so that was nothing for them to do. So, you know, when they when they they would literally grab entire worlds or they would grab moons and they would just you know bring them into orbit around one of these by uh, these processing places and just proceed to break it down, turn it into something useful, and then send that to like a manufacturing world, you know, and where they would then be used to produce other materials. You know, you might say things like, well, why didn't they just go and uh, uh, use nanites and create everything, you know, using, you know, from the atom up, okay? And the answer to that, in my opinion, is that they could have, but it was easier to just harvest
1: what was already there. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, if if yeah, you could use nanites to build a one-ton block of gold, but why not just grab a one-ton block of gold from this empty rock of a planet over here?
0: Yeah, yeah. Or it might have been like the yeah, you know, I think there's supposed to be a huge diamond at the center of uh, Jupiter or something like that. So there, there are some places where you know the, the gold concentrates naturally. You might as well just go ahead and get it. You know, so. And, and by the way, uh, 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 you know, here, here's a little tidbit, you know, ast- uh, uh, astronomy tidbit. All the gold that's on our planet did not come from our solar system. It came from other solar systems, other stars that exploded and basically scattered their uh, inners, you know, throughout, you know, the, the, ga- the galaxies, the universe. And they collected over time, you know, uh, got captured by our solar system. Because our sun doesn't have the ability to fuse things into
1: gold. Yeah, it's too small.
2: So gold, one of, at least in humanity, in humanity's eyes, one of the most precious metals we have, isn't even native. It's not originally... in.
1: There was some the here when the, the, the dust cloud that was our solar system formed, but... Yeah, it it wasn't born in our sun.
0: Right, right. It it was captured by, you know, uh, uh, by our sun as it collapsed and, you know, you know, gases collapsed and then ignited and became our sun and then these other ones collapsed, you know, into planets and things like that. And that's how we have it. You know, (laughs) we I mean, so argumentatively, you know, uh, gold is always going to be valuable because, it's one of the rarer elements. You, you you look at the periodic scale. The further you are down the periodic scale, the less there probably is of that. Yes. Especially once you get to the transuranic uh, uh, elements, because those have half lives and they break down to, to to lesser elements. Yeah, I mean, so, like
1: once you get past iron, because you know most stars once they start fusing iron, that's the end of their life. That's when they implode or explode or you know what, whatever their fate is depending on their size. Yeah. So most of the other elements are only generated in just already rare amounts. Now, granted, when you're talking about a star, a rare amount for a star is still a lot to our perception, but.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've already said that there's more gold floating around in the ocean. Okay. than has ever been discovered on, on this, on the, the surface, the, uh, the dry yes.
2: part of the earth. Yeah. Our so, nanite, Go back to our nanotech episode about green goo and gray goo. For that one, folks. Right. Yeah. I remember Jonathan bringing up the thing about, oh, if we were to make a net the green goo and get all the gold out of the ocean, it'd be like mountain ranges of gold on our shores. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Right. So, you know, what this means to your fringeworthy campaign, you know, assuming that you're taking one of these very high level ideas, is the fact that that materials are being funneled from the outer part to the inner part, okay? You know, uh, to, toward the, the Earth-like and or t- Temelerin-like primes and alternates and things like that. So, uh, so what you should expect, is, as, I, as I said, is that as you travel further and further away from Earth prime, and I'm talking about hundreds and thousands of platforms, here, okay, you're you should start seeing less as a statistical statement. You're going to see less human-like worlds, more rocky worlds, more uh, worlds that are material-heavy, okay? Because you know, of course, once the Tammer War happened and they shut down the big system, all those materials are still like hanging around on those on those worlds. They're not they're not being transported anywhere. So you might find some things in some rather interesting states, like. You might go to one world and, and uh, you, you know, there's a, an entire moon, you know, that's basically a giant bubble filled with, you know, hydrogen you know, floating around the planet waiting to be transported but never was. You know, so you can have fun with those things. You know, we talked about thinking, you know, how big is big. So, you know, yeah. when you talk about these enormous things that are being done. You know, planet-sized manufacturing facilities.
1: Yeah. So you're gonna right. you're gonna see some planetary-scale strip mining operations on some. Yeah, places.
0: they are. They're, they're not just strip mining. They are
1: deconstructing.
0: <laughs> they are pulping you know, the entire world. And because yeah, remember, they're... folks, as you've all heard, you know, oh, you can't
2: destroy a planet. You know, you see Star Wars, and you know the Death Star ball run and it turned it into an asteroid field. You simply cannot destroy a planet where there is nothing left. But the Termellern would come, you know, and the Commonwealth would come real close with, if they find a planet, they will, ter- they'll, they'll be like the Native American with the buffalo. They will try to use every bit of that planet. Oh, there's no life here. There's no atmosphere. It's a rock in space in this node. Okay. Strip all the nickel, the iron. All of it, just and send it where it's needed.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. To me, this explains why the French uh, path even has like the system and star uh, platforms, is because you know if you're already in a uh, a universe where you know Earth or the Earth alternate is different, you don't have to worry about preserving you know outer space, the other planets and the other stars in its system. So you can just go ahead and strip mine everything. Oh yeah.
0: So er, er, all those star worlds you're talking about exactly. are,
1: are, are actually possible strip mining locations. Yeah, all those star portals. Yeah, we, well,
0: we because we we never really get a good description of what the purpose of of why they connect to those star star portals in the Fringeworthy game.
2: Forty years of the prime. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, well, no, that's, that, any, yeah, any prime,
2: right? Well, that that's the thing. It's like in Fringeworthy D twenty. I think it's pot. Is it just Earth Prime system that they do? What's all on the uh, Star Hub? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You're seeing that I think only one or two of those planets in Earth Prime Star Hub platform even have any life. And again, it's like, oh, there's animal life. Okay. There might be something akin to a primate there. Other than that, all the rest of these worlds have non-human, uh, non uh, human, non human supporting atmospheres. And yeah, all that could be mined. Just oh, we need methane. We need chlorine. We need you know yeah. carbon dioxide. Like I would,
1: Venus. I would say that on inhabited worlds, uninhabited platforms, they probably wouldn't to preserve that for the native species. Well, yeah, so they could yeah. colonize them in the future or do or mine them themselves in the future. But yeah, on these empty platforms, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's just open game, just like the the prime itself. Right.
0: So, anyways, the, uh, so just to get an idea of the scale we're talking about, okay, is, is that there are 400, well, actually, it's uh, since they, they go to the left and to the right, getting more toward the, the uh, less uh, life-supporting, you know, there, if you just look at half of it, there's 492 million worlds, not po- platforms, worlds that are in this this what's called the outer section where they're just nothing really but raw materials.
2: And that's okay. four hundred and ninety two on each in each direction. So yeah, you go right. left so
0: so you add it together it's nine hundred and eighty four million. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so when Richard says, you know, there's a million million worlds out there, you you know, go explore them. Okay it's like there's a, there's actually a much smaller number of worlds that are worth exploring. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't mention till portals 4, okay. Um, because to say the next one like I said there's 2 25 million so therefore 50 million lesser utility worlds that are designed primarily to process and provide resources to the more important worlds, okay? Then you're now getting in the inner range and there's going to be, there's like a, a million less Earth-like. These are still worlds. And then when you get to the primary, the ones that are very very close like us, you know, uh, or, you know, at, you, know you, you expect humans or, or Temelor or life forms that we expect inside the Goldilocks zone, then we're talking about, um, uh, it looks around 100, somewhere around 100,000 worlds that are in that range, okay? It says, you know, he said um, uh, 10,000 uh, 10, platforms. Uh, well, no, uh, there's
2: just one A, so there's two
0: Ds, two Cs, two Bs, and there's one A, so it's 5,000 oh, right.
2: platforms and okay. 54,000 alternates,
0: yeah. You're right, you're right, yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. so, and then, of course, finally, you've got T Prime, you know, the cheese stands alone, and, of course, we're the other sash, you know, we're directly across, so, you know, what. So, like I said, so knowing that, you know, it, as you design your campaigns, then you could do that. But again, it's, you know, so if there's, uh, if the A-prime, you know, is uh, is 5,000 platforms, okay, then that means that it's 2,500 each direction, right? Yeah.
1: Assuming you're in the middle, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what we're assuming. You know, yeah. assuming yeah. you know, get <laughs> Earth-prime or T-prime, okay? Right. So that means that... um if if you go out to 2500 uh, 2500 platforms, which is uh, uh, times, it's like around you know 100,000 no 50,000 miles no something like 12,000 miles I forget. How Anyways, long is it again? It's well it's it's 2500 platforms. 2500
2: and it's 50 times miles,
0: times 50. four. Yeah, you know, forty nine miles right. Let's call it fifty. Yeah. Okay. One hundred twenty five
2: thousand. Yeah, one hundred twenty five thousand miles. Just did the math.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, sorry about that. We actually are hi- highly uh, uh, <laughs> very <trained. laughs>
1: very focused on the math.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're all we're all like big time on math. So, but anyways, um, so I'm just saying, is that it's you know it's conceivable to for you to travel that far. And actually start seeing a difference is what I'm trying to say. If you if you take you know take this information that's on page 13 of, of portals four, okay, and then but you see the thing is is that that doesn't mean that you're not going to have blips. You know you're going to have alternates. It's like a rocky world, or it's a stinking swamp, or it's it's got you know uh, the sun is so is so hot that you you basically suffer like you know. Terminal, terminal skin cancer—an hour, you know, into being in on the world. I mean, there are still worlds like that peppered through all the different alternates and primes and such as you go out that direction. So it's, it's—we're just talking about broad strokes here.
1: Yeah, I, so, I mean, you, you, you have well, number one the chance that some worlds might have been, you know, destroyed through human or native action. I should say, you know, nuclear or the war wars. Itself. Yeah. Or, yeah, the Great War against the the Mellow or the the little... Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, there's chances for that. But then there's also, um, you know, they might have just had a few worlds in there like, hey, you know what, this world needs a... uh, We need a uh, little empty pocket stop nearby this one. Let's just take this random half-moon-sized Earth and just plug it into this node over uh, here. Yeah,
2: Jonathan, back in the day, uh, Blix came up with the idea that The fringe paths, the portals were all done through just this cosmically huge algorithm to place, to determine where they were going to place, oh, where these portals erupt on the world and how they connect via the platforms and the paths. And it was just a massive algorithm. So that algorithm might have had thrown in that element of chance of, yeah, we're going to have this methane world here in the A zone just because, you know, to out of Wendy, probably, The Tom just yeah. said, you yeah, know, we'll just put this world here for S&G, yeah.
0: Well, remember, it, you know, the idea was that they, the connections between the platforms were supposed to be efficient, you know, lower in power. You know, lower in power was supposedly meaning more stable you know, something that you wouldn't have to check in on maybe once every million years. Okay. Now we know that that there was also some other sorting going on. So maybe there aren't quite as you know, they, they made some decisions and said, we'll take something that's not quite a stable connection. Okay. Just so we can get this lined up the way we want. And that's important because when you go, when you look at some of the uh, of the worlds that are in portals, okay, I and I don't I don't have it right in the tip of my mind here, but there is one where you go through the plat, uh, the portal, uh, the the uh, and uh, you see a road, and it ends in a blaze of light. It doesn't go where it's supposed to go. So there is still some instability, you know, in the uh, uh, in the in the fringe system, okay, you know, which and maybe it's caused by the fact that they, you know, made this decision.
2: It could, Maybe, have, yeah, and it could have also been the, uh, what was it, the Mellor set it off trying to get out right. the logic bomb. It could right. have been that too, could have messed right. up that particular portal.
0: Right. So, and, you know, and of course me, you know, would say, why didn't the to Mellor and engineers, uh, why didn't they fix that? Right. What are they fixing out there? You know, that was always the big question. You run into a Tamellen engineer, and they're done, they're doing stuff, and we're like, "Why are you? What are you fixing?" Because there's a lot of problem portals on these worlds we're going to. Okay, it's not like every other one, but it's not uncommon to have to run into a problem portal. You know, every platform or so. Okay, and sometimes there's quite a few of them. Like Earth Prime has at least two. Yeah. Okay, um, and. And you know, and um, and there's and he's like, it, it, why aren't the engineers fixing these things? Okay, and I and the reason and I believe again, my opinion is because what they're really doing is they're 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 setting up the entire system for the ending of Portals Four. Okay, where you basically get to push one or three buttons, and um, you know, do you want it to do you want to tell them what those three buttons do? Oh, let's see here. I gotta No, I, I remember I the mean, I'll tell them, but do you uh you guys wanna reveal that information? Do it's, been it? it's been a well, while. It's been a while. It's been a while. So let's is it see. out of the spoiler range? Well, uh, I I'd, I'd
1: say I twenty thirteen
0: it's
2: been ten years. Yeah, and it it's twenty thirteen. Yeah. And
1: whichever whichever one you pick, you're you're kind of setting up for future adventures anyway. It's not the end except of the except the first one. Mm, uh, yeah. The first
0: one basically shuts the system down entirely. No more French travel. You're just locked on your world, whatever world you're on. When you when you when you push that button, that's that's your home.
2: Well, I think that's yeah, I think that's more along the lines of because I'm it's on page 57 here. The, the 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 article is called the choice. Yes. Um, shuts down the system and burns out the crystals, leaving Earth Prime as it is. I think that just means. You're not gonna have seventy billion Termellar, you know, walking up going, Sup, we're taking over, but in a nice way. I don't think it like locks you out of
0: the fringe system. I just No, think I think that- it does. I think it absolutely does. You're you're basically on your own. Basically said, Okay, you know, you decided that the fringe paths weren't worth it to you, you know, that, that there's just too many bad things out here, that you just wanna be left alone. And yeah, okay, fine, everybody's left alone. We shut the system down, it's over. Okay, number two is arguably a worse decision, okay, because what it does is that it, it basically says, oh, well, uh, Jonathan, what's, uh,
1: what's T-Prime look like the T-Melloran homeworld? What's it look like right now? Hmm, well, it's got a few... Well, hmm, that's the thing. We know it was an alternate Earth, but it, it did get an entire continent destroyed during the Miller War. Right, but... Uh, it's, it's, it's clarified in
0: Portals in 4, there's nothing but rubble. It's just an orbiting ring of rubble around the sun. There's nothing left.
2: They had to use like three fusion bombs and just they turned it into an asteroid belt. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, they basically, they said that the, uh, the Meller was, was basically infested on the planet and they just basically, you know, the T-primers the, the, the left and blew up their own world. That's what yeah you know, they said. Okay, so what they're so their plan therefore is keep the fringe path the way it is, except grab Earth, move it to t prime. All the, the seventy billion t primers move in, okay. And Earth and and humans become kind of a client race from from whatever
1: Dyson sphere they've been hiding out on. No,
0: no, no. That that's that's well, yeah, you know that that that's uh, but that's the third option. The third option yeah. is. The Malern. Just basically go into their Dyson sphere, which is uh, which Richard calls the hardwired hinterland. Okay, and they basically just and and Earth stays where it is, and uh, T prime is just a a sun with rubble around it, and um, and and they make this ginormous trucking system. You know, basically 600 foot wide portals. You know uh, pylons a thousand foot high. Um, you know the you know uh, trucks the size of uh, of container ships except they're on wheels or hover or whatever you want to call it. And that's how worlds will trade from that point forward. Everything's open. Oh, and they cure the meller. <laughs> it's uh, that's the meller are cured in all three instances.
1: Wait a minute. Well, I mean, I think it was kind of assumed that you'd already done that before you even get to this particular yeah. instance.
0: That's yeah, not what, that's not what's listed there. But anyways, so yeah. the point is that the Mellor is not a problem anymore. Okay, and then it's a choice of like whether or not there's going to be a commonwealth and, you know, what's Earth's position in it. Okay, so, and you can, and like I say, the, you know, the, the individual, you know, campaigns, frisiering campaigns, they could choose what that is. You know, whether they're going to go and, and and do that or not. Okay, so, you know, which, which choice are they going to make? And they can make whatever choice they want to. Now, you know, now what they don't say is what happens to the people that are on the fringe paths. Ooh. If you shut down all the worlds, fringe paths are still there, right?
2: Yeah, the fringe mm. paths aren't going to disappear.
0: Right, they're still there, right? So, and there's one place... You know, and we know there's weird things on the fringe path. We know there's like fringe weather and other stuff like that. But there's one place that is not talked about uh, uh, in, in any of these books, okay, and but we've talked about it on the podcast and John it's actually an idea for John Ryer, and that is is that when the Temelor, the T primers originally discovered interdimensional travel, they did a lot of experimentation and so they created a ginormous platform just you know on the other side of the dimension from T prime and that was a unique platform it didn't follow the rules they didn't have any rules back then so it was filled with hundreds of portals and probably a lot probably some of them didn't even have crystals or anything like that so if you do do the number 1 option you could possibly that could be your, your, your a new version of Fringeworthy could be on the T-Prime platform.
2: I think they mentioned that the, pl- because the platforms we all know are 613 feet across. Right. I think it was the T-Prime's prime platform was round, but the surface area of Earth's
0: moon and hundreds of portals. Right. So... And you know, and again, I don't think that's actually in any of the published material. I think this is from Richard talking to Richard on the podcast, and some of our own oh. uh,
1: hypotheses. Oh, wait
2: a minute! I'll I'll we'll well, keep going. Okay. I'll look. I think you I, go saw ahead I saw. look it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Anyways. And that in mind, it makes me think that if, again, going by that like diagram of the distribution of the worlds on the uh, from the French path, that makes me think that the the T prime isn't a cluster. It's just all of T prime on one platform. Like all oh, the Tremelon okay. worlds.
2: I did, I did find it. Um, it is on page 45 of Fringeworthy OGL. The original platforms are much larger than the standard 600-foot-wide platforms mainstay. They needed a larger staging area and they develop por- as they develop portal creation devices and the sensor arrays. The original moon-sized platform is still connected to T-Prime. Well, at least that universe.
0: As we've already talked about there's a possibility that Earth, there is no Earth. Yeah, you, know, you go through a you go through the portal to an alternate and there's nothing but like a an asteroid belt. Yes, yeah. that's that is a possible result of going to an you know to an alternate world, you know, with so. I
2: I think you and I and John pretty much said, yeah, if you go through T Prime's platform, yeah, you better grab onto that ring because you're gonna be free floating. That that twenty-five-foot portal is gonna be on a four to five put across patch of what was once T-Prime floating in that asteroid belt.
0: Right. It's just going to be a chunk of rock. Yeah. Just floating around. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, back to the T-Prime platform. All right. Now, because of the way that Richard has this thing laid out with these inner and outer connectors, okay, speaking as a GM, I think that this is a good case for saying, we always said, well, what happens if you get into one of the uh, fringe trains, okay, and just push all of the controls forward. And uh, and, and I forget which one of the, the portals books it explains, you know, there actually is like gradients on those controls as to how fast you're traveling. That, you know, it's, it's, one of them is only like, you know, a hundred, hundreds of miles an hour, another one goes to thousands and 10,000s and millions. Right, you know, because if you're ever going to travel all the way to T-Prime, you're going to need to go at the top speed. So the question is, how do you stop? How do you, you know, how do you actually know you're there? Okay, well, maybe, okay, maybe it automatically stops. Maybe it automatically stops on that engineering platform. Hmm. Well, I would think, yeah, T-Prime would be like, you know, um,
2: it would be like the British trains. End of the line. Mind the gap. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, if, you,
0: if Earth Earth Prime is one side of the, of the ring and T Prime is the other side of the ring, it would make sense that it would at least pause, you know, and then everything would reset, and then you could go and push them up again and go off again. And it yeah. makes it, you know, it would make it easy to get there rather than having some, you know, so needing some kind of super system to figure out some kind of strobing mechanism or something to figure out how many, you know, platforms you're going, because you could theoretically do that with, uh, you know, uh, because when you, you're, when you go onto uh, a platform, there's probably a change in the light or something like that. And so you could, even if you're going like, you know, lots and lots of portals, uh, you might, you know, you might be some way of indicating it. But we already know that the, 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 the portal, I'm sorry, uh, the per- trains can actually jump past a, uh, a platform and just keep on the road. They don't actually even have to stop on the platforms, um, and uh, and that's that's a system ability that is it, it's, it's actually a you know not the ones that we gave anybody uh, on the uh, the the Savage Worlds edition or in the D20 edition, but we certainly talked about it, saying that since it's there, you know, the ability to rotate the platform, the ability to uh, not the platform but the the roadway, the ability to um, jump, you know. To uh, and, and skip. We said you could go around the back side of a, of the 50 foot portal that leads onto a platform. Go through it from the wrong side, and it would automatically have you coming out. You know, so therefore, if the syst you know if you had a device that would actually just cause the portal to flip, you know, one side to the other. So while when you go through, you're going through the back side, but it looks like the front side. You see how that works? Am I Clinton being clear about this? But yeah, uh, I
1: think so. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: Anyways, point is, you know, we never, you know, we we, we used it. We even talked about it again on on the podcast. Okay, but you know, it's not in any of the books. You know, so I did
2: was- I did find the two lever system for the fringe shuttles. Okay, you have slow travel and then hyper platform travel. Right. Uh, the slow travel you need an orange crystal to operate the shuttle in the first place and also you have to have a full understanding of termelon linear 54. the slow travel joystick with 13 settings each setting click to doubles platform travel oh so that'd be like two four eight sixteen and then hyper platform travel which i'm just hearing space balls you go to plaid uh second joystick <laughs> with 13 <laughs> ludicrous speed yeah uh second joystick with 13 settings each setting click to double platforms travel. These are in units of 97 platforms. Oh, so, so that's ninety-seven and then the next one is doubled. So 97, 194, 398. Yeah. And it that, 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 yeah, you hit that second lever, you're
0: right. yeah, in the blink of
2: an eye, you could be thousands of portals away.
0: Right. Because T Prime is supposed to be 277 million six hundred and fifty. I'm sorry, two hundred and seventy-seven billion. Six hundred and fifty thousand 650 million miles away from Earth Prime.
2: Yeah, so the full mileage of this circle that has all the fringe worlds would be five hundred fifty-five billion three hundred thousand. Yeah, there's, needless to say, you're unless you're on a fringe train, you're not going to explore and hit everything in a campaign. I mean, there's more than enough worlds to satisfy any group of fringe travelers. So, yeah, when I first saw this, I looked and did the math, and I was just, you know, when I got Portals 4 way back, I was like, holy son of a... Yeah, and then I realized it you know, T-Prime had this cross, you know, they basically, if it's the circle, and let's say T-Prime is at 12, Earth Prime is at 6 o'clock, the T-Primers are just basically drawing a line down the center of clocks. And, no, we're coming this way. We're not going to take the long way. So... Yeah, so it's a billion just a billion platforms, so a billion 34 million primes with nine billion three hundred and six million alts. So yeah, that that's yeah. It it when I first read that, it was just damn mind-boggling. Right. Just how big the fringe system is. So yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, so and of course that's why they needed the big system. Okay, because if you were if you were gonna go from from uh, T prime to Earth, you know, uh, Earth, you know, or Earth prime, you know that by any method you want to choose, other than the big system, that's going to take you a while. Even, uh, you know, I, I, we, we haven't done the math on on knocking it all the way up to thirteen. How long it would take on the on the fringe bat uh, on the fringe train to go around to Earth prime. Okay. I, don't I tried.
2: Know. I gave up on, like, the fifth multiple because it was, okay. like, double of 97. No, after a while, I just said, I need a Cray supercomputer. I'm
0: you done. know, you can actually <laughs> type that into Google, and it'll tell you.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't so, want to really cheat that way. I was going to try it. Oh, how bad it could be by the fifth one. Okay, it's that bad, yeah. But, yeah, that that hyper-platform travel, no, just don't touch that lever. Just leave it be. Just. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, okay. But the point is, is that you needed the big system and able to travel efficiently as, you know, to, to various places, okay? And, you know, uh, and because they were separated in these two sections, the ones near T prime and the ones near Earth prime, you know, Earth-like worlds, then, uh, you know, when, you, when you're looking at it from Earth Prime saying, well, yeah, I'll go to here to there, stuff like that, that doesn't seem like a, that big of a deal until you say, well, what if you're trying to go all the way to the other side of the fringe path to this uh, music show because your favorite band is over there? Well, you know, you, that's a lot of train travel. And, of course, the, the, the average Joe did not have access to the fringe system. That was for the engineers. Always was for the engineers. So... The big system basically let, let these things happen, apparently instantaneously. Uh, you know, no, no matter what the distance was and such. You know, they folded space or whatever in, in whatever way was necessary to do it. But just you know, it, since we don't have the big system, it's good to see what these numbers are, so that when people say, "Well, let's let's just go ahead and uh, you know take the fr- get on the French train and shove these things forward and see where it takes us," well. You know, you, if, if you do the math, then you'll figure out how long it takes to, to get, I mean, you could theoretically, you, it's a circle, so you could be going around and around and around for the rest of your, your life, you know, not realizing that you're just looping. Okay, if it does stop at T prime, then there's a certain amount of time before that's going to happen, and you get off there and you're like, okay, where, we're, we're, you know, what? and you see this crazy place. This crazy moon-sized platform with hundreds, if not thousands, of of uh, portals on it, uh, and not just twenty-five foot portals. Some of them are probably going to be bigger, smaller. You know, they might have little ones about this. this you know, there might even be tiny ones, size of a you know of, of a of a mouse little portal. <laughs> well, because we
2: found out in Portals for all these various races that were coming with their Termellon, the Kigutis, the clowns, the the bear people. And, yeah, yeah. they were all various sizes, and the Termellon were like, well, we need to accommodate. Why would we have a 25-foot portal for our new friends here who are only six inches high? Give them a portal. Make it feel like they belong,
0: you know. Yeah, the- and we also know from Portals 4, uh, when you look at the narrative about the cat, the, which is a normal-sized cat, he he – he basically coughs up a hairball that turns into a five-inch-tall meller that screams, "You're all gonna die!" <laughs> and and you're supposed to stop him to death. But you know, I'm just saying that you know, the, uh, there's you know sometimes you know sizes go crazy with these kinds of things. Uh, I I, I definitely I definitely want uh would, would love to run the adventure where the stales show up and they, they spit the the wormy uh uh spew. On the on the uh, uh, IDIP, uh, portal guards, and which turns out to be their Meller detector. You know, if it if you're a Meller then it it does bad things. It, but if it doesn't, it just kind of slides off of you, and all the worms and things that are inside it just shrivel up and disappear. Why am but, I reminded of the and Goose from Captain Marvel? Yeah, well these are full size snails, but I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's the gross out, you know.
2: But no, no, it's where oh goose, it's a nice cat, and all of a sudden these tentacles come out of its mouth and it's eating people whole. Yeah, and, and the tentacles it,
0: you know. are bigger than the cat.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting from this cat that you know ate a meller. It's like a it's goose from Captain Marvel, how how Nick Fury lost his eye. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Quite possible. Quite possible. It just yeah, right.
2: I, I saw the parallel there once I saw this. cat. Yeah, it looks right. like oh my god. Yeah. Right. Um,
0: so so you have this T prime platform engineering platform i'm going to use the term engineering because it doesn't okay. fall into the normal shape or whatever and you got all these 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 portals okay and and you could say well yeah but i mean lots of platforms have all portals but the fact is is that these worlds there's so many of them that the chances of somebody coming out and going between one and another is pretty high i would think Just because, you know, there's so many of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And once you discover that you can go out, once you discover there's such a thing as fringe worthiness, then it's just a matter of time after that before you build a larger and larger group. Now, now, before it was you had to travel 49 miles just to go to another platform. Okay. You could theoretically uh, engage in, um, uh, imperialism on the other alternates. Once you got to the alternate platform, if you or if you came from the alternate platform, so we talked about that. How you know that could be a problem. You could run into a world, uh, uh, go to a platform, and the entire platform is under siege. They're basically fighting each other, which is a problem because the we, you know we the the system will defend somebody who's going through the portal. But if you're not. Yeah. To- if you're not going through the portal, it doesn't defend you then. So unless you're using the trick of, of throwing a, a rope or a wire through the portal so you seem to be going through to the system it protects you, there can be you know, all kinds of things going on. And uh, we know that you know, the, the Coptics they have fully militarized their platforms. They have sandbags and pillboxes and gun emplacements and things like that. So if you come flying through and you're, you're, not, you're not waving the uh, uh, Coptic flag from your uh, a- a- aerial, there's a real good chance that they're just going to blow you, kingdom come. Because- I think
2: after a while, with also because on Earth Prime you had the Hatsumi portal and then you had the portal at Easter Island, I think the the ASA UFNET, what is it, Unaligned Fringe Nation Economic Collective, whatever it was, it was yeah. Chile. I think Earth Primes platform because you had the two factions there, and it was a Cold War tension between those two groups. Right. I think that Earth Primes was also I can imagine after a few months of going out and you know, ASA and UNITA. I would imagine Earth Prime would also be that same way where it's like you're gonna be stopped at checkpoints. They're gonna be checking you for what you got, both factions. And yeah, I would just I, I every time I see the Earth Prime platform, we talk about it or I think about it when I'm running my games, the few times I've used Earth Prime, it's like, oh no, it there you know there's military there, and it's not the same military. You got two different factions of military covering two different platforms.
1: So at yeah, least. the Coptic,
2: yeah, the Coptics would be the same thing. Oh no, I know theirs is locked down. You're gonna be, you'll have a gun to your head as soon as you pull through the alt platform probably. If they're not shooting at you already. Well, yeah, they would they would, I'm sure that their alt platform is probably also because they're gonna want to, you know, bottleneck stuff there to not even have anything touch the prime.
0: Yeah. Well, I figure they would probably have a um uh, on the very edge of their area of influence, they would have a platform where they, you know, they they would sh- fire warning shots, you yeah. know, and, and 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 try to find out who you are. But once you got past that first platform, now 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 it's basically you know um, you know friend or foe identification, or we sh- or we fire. Yeah. So you know, and and there's you know there's ways of doing that in, in such a ways uh, that. It does, even if it triggers the fringe path, it doesn't trigger it against the people who did it. You can set up, like, deadfalls and things like that on the, on, on the roads, you know, in front of the platforms. So that somebody comes through and they're not doing something, then, you know, the thing automatically just drops down and, and attack, kills them or attacks them or disables them or something to them, you know, and the fringe system goes okay but i don't i don't know it's not clear who is the aggressor here so we'll just leave it alone (laughs) because it's i think it's a mistake to make the fringe pass too smart
2: oh you know when you interact with it 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 um what's the term there's some intelligence there you know that okay there's a very sophisticated computer programming running this thing but yeah i wouldn't call it sentient it'd be damn close it would definitely be a heuristic program running the fringe it's pad not, it would. Ha- it's not self-aware in the right, sense yeah, yeah. Of having an identity. But it yeah. would still, oh, there'd be an interesting thing finding out that it does. There's a thought experiment for you, folks. That's a but that's no. a
0: terrible, that's a terrible experiment. <laughs> the Why last am I thing hearing? you want is the fringe baths to be self-aware.
2: And I'm hearing from my old job. I hate you, Chuck, it was a horrible idea. Yeah. Um, but you would know that there would there's definitely something going on. And it would be heuristic because it would have to adapt to all of the various things that have happened to it. You've got warring power centers and nations marching through it. You've got problem platforms that it's, you know, trying to, you know, ping and say, hey, engineer, fix this, fix this platform. It's been wonky for 1,100 years. And dealing with things like fringe weather and cleaning the platforms, because you realize you come back after a while to the same platform. The platform's pristine. And we've already put out there that, oh, yeah, if, you know, the platform is not being used, you know, it has a self-cleaning system. It takes away, you know, like, oh, there was a battle here. You come back there like a week later, you wouldn't have known there was a battle there. There's no gunpowder marks. There's no fire explosion marks, nothing. So we know that this program has to learn and adapt. So it would be a heuristic program, but no, not self-aware.
0: Well, can you imagine an actual battle on a platform, okay, where everybody understands about the system, and how it protects travelers. Okay, so you got all these people coming out, right? And they've got, um, you know, they've got wires attached to them, going back to the, you know, as soon as they go through, they throw it backwards, so the wires go slowly spool out to pull them back eventually, which is kind of nice, because if you die, then theoretically it pull you back, but the system is going to attack anybody who attacks you. Same people coming from, let's say, the opposite side are your aggressors. They're set up the same way. Nobody can shoot at each other. Okay, nobody can do anything to each other because uh, it would be
2: a giant mealy battle.
0: Yeah, well it, w- it well, would it, have to it's, be yeah. it's more than a mealy battle, okay? Because what happens is what you have is all these people with with wire cutters in their hands.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah? they would and go they come them. up and they're
0: like wrestling with each other, which is not directly harmful, trying to clip these wires, because as soon as you get the wires clipped, then you can kill them. <laughs> Yeah. So you get this huge well, then you can dog pile yeah. fight going on yeah. and then all of a sudden people start dying. Occasionally someone makes a mistake and all of a sudden the, the system starts firing it. at, at oh it's going to try to hit the individuals in in, in, in you know in, in specific but if you happen to get in the way of what that firing thing from the portal I guess you could still get hit by collateral damage. But you know that's why I said is that you oh, know so you had, we had so we
2: so we got rid of the whole thing that said, oh, no, it will hit you. The beam will bend around an object. If you fired at someone trans, tra- that, transiting through a portal, you will get hit. There is no roll to hit if, unless you are in – unless you all of a sudden have something that in OGL rules, you have total cover, you're going to get hit. If you just, oh, we're behind sandbags, the bolt – Kind of dodges the sandbag and hits you. So we got. Yeah, I never that did or,
0: that, but I had them yeah. slag the sandbags down eventually. Well, down. yeah, it would. They yeah, only yeah. do a th- They only do a thousand points of a uh, heat damage per action, whatever that is in your system. So yeah, it's not. You know, it's it's it, you can't theor- You know, we we've actually had people who did that. They threw them. They jumped inside of an armored vehicle. And you know they basically drove through a portal and 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 drove down the roadway, uh, and 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 it stopped firing at them once they got off the platform. Well, oh, okay? yeah. So, so the point was is that you can theoretically protect yourself for a short period of time from this behavior, you know. Uh, but it's it's going to be it's going to become complex, you know, and you don't have all the things that you'd expect. You don't you don't have. Uh, Oh, so, uh, you you, know, you don't have shields. You, I mean, in the sense of electromagnetic, you know. Right. You know, may, maybe maybe if you cover, you know, and, and it doesn't say that you know you can cover yourself with a uh, uh, mirror armor and that reflects it away and you're okay. And that's up to you and your GM. Okay, I I could definitely see where you know if you had like some kind of a plastic dome. That you could put around yourself, you know, then, like I said, it would be eating through the dome, and maybe you can keep turning the plastic dome around so that it continues to eat, you know, it's, so you, know, you have a certain amount, an X amount of time before it actually burns all the way through the, the thing while you're moving around and doing stuff and dropping grenades. And I mean, you know, it, it really, because Richard basically nicks the idea of firing through a portal. Originally, yeah. it wasn't like that you could just fire through the portal. He says, now the bullet just comes out and dribbles on the ground. So, and I, and to which my response was always, you know, wind up cars with grenades on them and other things like that, just send them through and boom, boom, boom. You know, and I mean, you know, sick, twisted people like myself can figure out ways of of defeating almost any system. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and by sick, twisted people, I mean GMs. Oh yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> yeah, that all right. Good kind of goes with the program. I mean,
0: yeah. Well, it's you know, it's just it's just another thought experiment to to figure out the solution to. Uh, uh,
2: real quick, do you want me to go through all the the various media for our listeners to contact us? Sure, go ahead. Okay, fans of the Gaming on the Frontier podcast on Facebook. Fringeworthy RPG fans on Facebook. Uh, sure, Bureau Thirteen agents everywhere on Facebook. Um, Leave a favorable, hopefully five star review on iTunes. Yay. Uh, try te- yeah yeah, tritechsystemss.podbean.com. I do believe you can give comments there on the various episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, all three of us are easily acceptable accessible. Well, we are acceptable too. I mean, you come at, as long as you're not coming at us with threats, you know, um, yeah, we all can be contacted on various things, Facebook, whatever. We are more than happy to answer your questions on this and all the other topics that we've discussed now 14 and a half years. Yeah. So try, uh, try,
0: try to, to stump us. We love that.
2: Oh, yeah. No, give us where we got to sit down and hash this stuff out. Yeah. Make we will think. get back to you. It's just, oh, We we'll probably
0: turned it into a topic.
2: There you go. And hey, this has happened before. You might even be on here. <laughs> as I steeple my fingers and click the fingertips together evilly. Yes. So there are plenty of ways to get a hold of us to comment, compliment, push us to really, you know, put our brain power together, our century of tabletop experience to help you get answers. So,
0: yeah. Remember that every game that's out there, you know, e- e- whether it was created 40 years ago or is coming out this year, can actually be in Fridgeworthy. It could be on a world that is on the fringe, pass with the re- with the rules of reality that are unique to that particular system. Those are the rules of reality of that of that universe. So you literally can play every possible game there is, and if you like, you can then go from one world, one game to another, and make you know make a multi- a mega game. Uh, oh yeah, we've like,
2: done many I, times. So, like I have with my big blue binder, folks, I've told you about it before, I printed out all of Rich's worlds, and I have in pencil, me, the professor, Goth Bunny, Jeff DeRef, we've all written in it, left our marks there, and I've got old campaigns, intellectual properties, we've done the episodes, go back to them, adding Fringeworthy too. you can get your old big blue binder started and make your own metaverse.
0: Right. So Different as long, games. As long, you know, if you have any inkling to mix up your your chocolate with your peanut butter, world oh, yeah. is the game to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, thanks everybody for listening to us. We'll have more for you next week, but you'll have to wait until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying: There are a million million worlds out there, so go explore them.
2: And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun.
0: Gaming on the Frontier Podcast